the Purpose Driven Entrepreneur Podcast. We're all about delivering great content, thoughtful discussions, and tips and tricks to help you truly get the most out of your life and business. And here's your charismatic host, me, Matt Browning. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Purpose Driven Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Matt Browning, of course, and this week has been awesome. Um, If you listened to the podcast earlier in the week, you heard some big news uh, Monday. So go back and listen uh, in the the archive. It'll be on the uh, Tuesday's episode, actually, is when it dropped. Uh, this week, my my family and I are making a big move. We are moving across the country to Michigan. Um, I, I talk all about it and explain everything about it. Um, so check out the last episode if you haven't seen it already. Uh, it's super exciting, and we got a lot going on, a lot happening. So over the summer, over the summer, um, I have uh, I, I've been organizing quite a lot of really really great interviews for the podcast. And what we're going to start doing, uh, basically starting now, is twice a week we'll still come at you, of course, and you can um, consume it on, on Facebook. Um, uh, we'll be putting up the interview podcast on Facebook and up on YouTube, of course, uh, and then you can get it on, on iTunes or Stitcher or Spotify, however you get the podcast. But uh, it's it's a pretty cool thing. We're going to be doing uh, two different kinds of podcasts every week, and I've been sort of following that, but it's... Uh, I guess I'll say I've been getting my voice over the last uh, four months, uh, getting this thing launched since February. So now the way it's landing is this. One time a week, um, I'm going to come at you on Facebook Live, and we're going to do a 15, 20-minute, you know, um, getting into a nugget, a topic that uh, that I think all of us entrepreneurs uh, and everyday awesome people want to know about, whether it's procrastination, getting over procrastination, or motivation, or sales, or um, leadership, or team building, or whatever that is. That'll be fun. And then one time a week, I'm going to grab an interview with someone that either is a friend of mine or an entrepreneur that I've had a privilege to meet and really dive into their brain and their story and look at the origin stories of what drives us internally to do and create what what we've done. So I'm excited about uh, it's a subtle format shift, but it is happening uh, starting this week. So without any further ado, we have an interview today. And the interview is with someone who's um, become a, a fairly close friend, Carrie Tepidino. And I say fairly because I really have only known her for, gosh, six months maybe. And, uh, you know, as you say in the interview, it's kind of like uh, we're like soul brothers and soul sisters in a lot of ways. Well, I guess not sisters and brothers, but I'm the brother, she's the sister. The point is um, she is in the holistic health space and does health and mindset work, does live seminars. I've been to her event. Um, she's come, uh, she's going to be speaking at my event coming up in July. And I thought, you know, it would be really cool just to catch up and, and chat with Carrie uh, and get into some insights. You know, she is everything from she's been a certified uh, nutrition counselor, cranial sacral therapy. Uh, she was deep into yoga and teaching yoga, uh, holistic health practitioner. And that was a lot of her, her personal business. So since 2002, she's been doing private coaching practitioner work, which, again, probably a lot of you listening or watching would relate to that and want to know some tips and tricks on how, how to make that work. Um, but then over the last uh, 10 years or so, She's transitioned much more into the expert and teaching space. Um, Really a phenomenal human being. Um, She's blended online marketing with holistic health 
in, in just a, a phenomenal way. You know, she has a, a great thriving business, um, enjoys time with her family, and then puts on literally, like, I think it's like one or two big events a year and fills the rooms. I was there in January in San Diego. It was absolutely awesome. Um, a ton of great people there, really just engaged people. So I'm excited to introduce you to Carrie. Um, in our interview, we talk about all sorts of things. We, um, you know, no holds barred. Uh, these interviews, I go as raw and authentic as possible. You know, I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm not asking the hard hitting questions. Um, but what I'm doing is I'm just imagining I'm having a cup of coffee or like herbal tea or something and hanging out with, uh, with someone I want to get to know better. And as much as I've known Carrie, I haven't, I didn't know a lot uh, about uh, her story as it came out during the interview. So um, if you know Carrie already, you'll get a chance to get another side of her. If you've never met this person, uh, a wealth of wisdom and a really just a, a really authentic, enjoyable human being to be around. Um, we get into um, some of the, the challenges with uh, eating disorders from early on in life and what it was like uh, growing up in her family uh, with, uh, with her parents. Uh, she'll tell the story. It's a very interesting way that uh, how her dad was around and uh, and ultimately how she uh, fell into and then overcame uh, eating disorders. And we talk a lot about how, uh, you know, my book is Total Freedom from Addictions. We talk a lot about how um, addictions, just like uh, uh, eating disorders, are, are not that uh, dissimilar from drugs, alcohol, and other things like that. So um, really, again, really good candid talk about that. And then we get into uh, something she's doing coming up, and we'll talk about that uh, throughout the interview and at the close. Um, but without any further ado, I hope you enjoy this. Carrie Tepidino. So it is you and I yet again. We're, uh, we're back. I feel like we just did this a couple of weeks ago, uh, but it, the roles were reversed. And now um, you get to be in the hot seat. I get to interview you uh, and pick that amazing, beautiful brain of yours. Carrie, how are you? I'm doing awesome. I actually yeah. love, Matt, that you and I keep collaborating. I mean, this is like our third collaboration just this year. Yeah. And I know that we have something else we're speaking out together in August. And it's like, and... July, I guess. Yeah, you're so, coming I mean, to my event in July. Yeah. So I just, I love, I feel like you're my brother, my All brother right. in crime. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I, I hope uh, so we're doing this on video uh so if you're watching this on, on youtube or facebook or something you can see the the terrible gangster pose that carrie just did uh, if you're <laughs> listening on the audio only you have to imagine she did like it must look like like i do when i'm singing in the car my wife just like looks away and, and goes please stop that please stop that i put my hand <laughs> back the window i'm like moving <laughs> it's terrible. So funny. That's it hilarious. is. It is good to have you back. Um, what? Uh, how, how has life been? I was just speaking at your event. It was a few months ago, I guess. Now January, right? Yeah, it was January. Uh, it's amazing that it's been as long as it's been, right? I mean, time, it's like I don't know, Matt. It's kind of like time. Like we're in a time warp. It's like it, it's just going faster. I don't know if it's because we have kids or I don't know. It's crazy. Like the I days can be long, but the years are incredibly short, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Short time feels like, feels like forever. And then, but a, a year feels like it's been a few minutes. Um, yeah. what, what have you been up to in the last couple of months or the last few weeks? I, I know there's a ton. What yeah. Been, I know you're, you're getting them right in the middle of this launch for this huge virtual health summit. We'll get to that in a second. Um, cool. But you, so you're in the health space, I guess. I mean, you, you could yeah. call it that, but there's, I, I know there's a lot more than that. Um, what what's going on? What's new and, and bright and, and fancy in the uh, the health and wellness space? 
Well, you know, one thing that's really cool that um, that's coming up is I think that people are more and more aware that uh, your health and your well-being. So I'm I I work a lot in the weight loss industry, but as you know from um, working with me and being on my stage, it's way more than the weight conversation. It's really about mindset, emotional mastery. Um, relationship to self and it's taking the inner work and it's marrying it to the science not just weight loss as you've seen in our audience we have a lot of women who don't have weight issues but they just want to like really step into a higher level of of being an exceptional human being and self-love and self-respect and so one of the trends that I see that are happening that's really great is just this up leveling in consciousness around um, how we can be so powerful for ourselves when we've learned the right tools and we've skilled up. And it's, this isn't a conversation about just you know gut health and just calories in versus calories out or working out every single day. I mean, that's part of it, but there's this much bigger conversation because we're holistic beings. Sure. And everything's related. Your, your mental health is affecting your physical health. Your physical health is affecting your emotional health. Your emotional health, I mean, it's like, it's beautiful and it's organic and it gets to be fun and it gets to be messy and it gets to be hard sometimes and other times it's full of grace. But, um, but the beautiful thing is like when you're really committed to up-leveling your game and being the, the most vibrant you possible, and stepping out of your own way with self-sabotage, when you're really committed to that, you get to decide every moment is another decision to say yes to the life and the health and the happiness you want. Moment by moment, moment by moment. It's always sure. another recommitment. And I think mm-hmm. it's kind of cool because I think it's, I think it's catching on more and more globally. I, I, I mean, I, I hope so. You know, when I first got exposed to, and, and again, I'll just, for lack of a better term, I'll call it health, uh, what do we want, like awareness, I suppose, um, holistic awareness. Um, when I first got exposed to it, the very first time was with Tony Robbins. He does his four-day Unleash the Power Within, and he does three days on mindset and, and habit changing, a lot of the same sort of work I do based on NLP. Yeah. Um, and then on the fourth day, he does a health day. And you know, he always says like, hey, this is the day that doesn't sell, but everybody needs. So I put it as the fourth day. And, you know, it's a thing that, like uh, I always say, like in, in business, it's much easier to sell an aspirin than a vitamin, right? <laughs> Where everyone knows they need a vitamin, but it produces long-term results. Um, you know, you pay for it constantly, but you pay for it now, so you don't have to pay for it later. Where aspirin mm-hmm. solve the headache like today. Um, so right. Tony always put this health thing as day four. And man, I, I went there the first time and they talked about, you know, the power of oxygen and just, you know, hydrating and alkaline and acid and, and green juice and, you know, um, raw versus cooked and dehydration and, and meat. And, you know, so I became a, a vegan after that for a good couple of years. And I, you know, I went home and I took out, um, uh, everything in my kitchen. I went to my friends and I was like, what do I need to do to be healthy? And they said, well, you got to get a dehydrator and, and I got a green star, you know, a twin gear juicer and I got a Vitamix blender and, and like, you know, I had to get all this whole kitchen thing. But this, I mean, this was, I mean, it had to be 2002. So I think I was 21, almost 22, uh-huh. but it was the first time I really looked around and went, oh my gosh, like what feeds my body? What's healthy? What, what do I want? And I was first starting to put in mental right? Food in my body by going to these seminars, but I'm putting in like physical, really good food and changing the way I exercise a little bit. And that was my first introduction to it. And ever since then, I've just been 
you know, whether I'm, I'm uber healthy or just kind of, you know, in a vacation mode, as I call it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've, I've been on a, a great kick as of the last several months, really being, you know, eating clean and, and, and doing a lot of this, this health work. Um, I find it fascinating when I don't have that many friends that make their vocation what they're passionate about in, in the health and wellness space. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not, and again, I hope this doesn't come out wrong. It's, uh, what I'm trying to say is it's not the easiest thing to make a career around. And you've done very well at that because um, you also, like you embody the principles and you teach the principles. Um, and I think you're one of the few that can really pull it off well. So I admire you for that. Um, okay. What is it like? Well, I guess let, let me back up. How did you really get into that in the first place? You, yeah. uh, I mean, how old were you when you started thinking about, hey, hang on, there's something else going on here. I shouldn't just eat McDonald's or I shouldn't, you know, just uh, let the person who cuts me off make me angry. You know, like w- w- right. what, what did you f- do to first get into this kind of stuff? Yeah, well, you know, um, thinking back, interestingly enough, it was probably in high school that I started to become more more uh, wanting to be more active. And if I, it's so funny, this has never come up in an interview in all this time, but if I were to be really honest and really to think about it, I started to go to the, I joined a gym and I started to swim laps every day after school because I was grounded. And I wasn't allowed, like I got in trouble with my parents and they grounded me and I wasn't allowed to do anything with my friends for like, I can't remember if it was like my whole senior year or something. Like I got grounded, but they would let me go to the gym. And so I started to go to the gym and I started to feel better because I was like exercising and it was because it was like the only thing I was allowed to do. Funny enough. And how old were you then you said? I mean, so that's like, how old are you? You're probably like 17, 16, 17. 16, 17. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Funny. If I really look back at that part, but with that being said, um, so that got me interested in like exercise and I started reading like health magazines and stuff like that around then. And I was still really interested in it in college. And, um, but with that being said, that wasn't what really took me into doing this as my my life like as my career it really was more the painful parts of my health my, my you know the painful moments around my health and when i was a little kid you know i had an elder in my life somebody that i respected and every time i was around them i was i interpreted it as a little girl that i wasn't good enough like mm. you know um you know, don't shuffle your feet when you walk. Don't scrape your don't scrape your fork when you when you eat. And uh, you know, uh, you know, I think I was called turkey ball because I had a round belly. And so turkey it was ball. like, yeah, like you what know, and it was just name. like, I know. And um, and even if they didn't really mean it, it really affected how I thought about myself. And even like, you know, around the feet and the, you know, shuffling my feet and my fork scraping, like in my head as a little girl, I was like, God, if I can't even walk right or use a fork right, I must not be able to do anything right. Wow. And so it just kind of seeded in me a story about who I am and what I'm capable of. And I actually had a really good childhood. You know, I, um, my mom and my stepdad raised me. I had a great childhood. But, um, but having had the influence of somebody else in my life, not my mom and my stepdad, it really did impact me. And then when, when my life became stressful later on, like in college, when my life became stressful, I, 
I kind of pulled back into that story and that way of thinking as most of us do, right? We're so heavily influenced between the age of like three and seven and we create these ideas about ourselves and then we start to recreate them throughout our life to prove to ourselves we're right. See, you're not good enough. See, you can't do it. See, you aren't worthy. And so it was really in college, funny enough. I don't usually talk about this on an interview either, but I mean, I'm an open This is what we're doing. Now, what was the stress in college? Was it just like fitting in college? Fitting in. So it wasn't like the classes and the finals as much. Not so much. No, it was it was the people side. And, mm-hmm. and I mean, I've always had a lot of friends and stuff, but you know, you go to college. Well, first of all, in Did freshman you go away year, to college, I went to Chico state. Yeah. So I went away to college and, um, and so it was the first time I was on my own and you at the cafeteria, you know, they have all the sugar cereals. I don't know. Maybe it's cleaned up now. Um, probably, I'm in my mid forties. So I, yeah, I don't know, but it's the first time you have everything accessible to you. And, and you just, I just kind of went hog wild. <laughs> to be honest. Oh, and, so, so now you're away from home and you're like, this is, everything's available to me. I don't have to just get what my mom bought or my dad bought. Yeah. And I can eat late at night and, you know, and then you're like, you have no weird rules. schedules and no rules. It was a no rules situation. So you kind of, so I kind of went crazy. I gained weight that freshman year. Like most people, you know, freshman 15 is a, is a thing for a reason. Is it? Um, yeah. And then, and then what happened in my sophomore or junior my sophomore year is I had actually gone out with uh with friends and we had been partying I drank too much I came home as you know as a kid will do and I threw up because I was just so drunk and I was spinning and then and the next night like we had eaten when we got home we ate when we got home and then I had thrown up just because I was so sick and then the next morning I woke up Matt and I was like oh wait a minute I can eat and throw up and not gain weight Oh my gosh. And it had never crossed my mind before that ever. And so, and I already had tendencies to think I wasn't good enough. Right. Sure. And so that started a whole cycle of bulimia and um, went into eating addictions for a good portion of the next, you know, decade or so, a decade or so. And, um, and it just was really, what it really was, was, it was a way to, for me to try to get, feel in control of something because I felt out of control in other areas of my life. Mm-hmm. Just as like a, you know, a young kid trying to figure out life. And obviously what that did is that totally backfired and it made me feel even more out of control. And so, um, so then what happened probably about 20 years ago is um, stress had come up in my life again. And I went back to those old tendencies, even though that wasn't something I was really like engaged in. I went back to those old tendencies and there was a moment where I found myself on my bathroom floor and um, I had you know, super stressed with a deadline at work and I had ended up binged and then purging or trying to purge, never really purge it out. Found myself on my bathroom floor and my heart was racing. Hmm. And I got terrified in that moment because in that moment, I knew that I was actually killing myself because I had a good friend in college whose mom had died of an eating disorder because her organs failed. Hmm. 
Oh my gosh. And so I had this real life example of what can happen if I continue to do this. And it just was like with my heart racing like that, I, I knew enough to know that my electrolytes were imbalanced. I was now affecting my cardiovascular system and nothing good's going to come of this if I keep doing this. Wow. And so this is very similar to, I mean, a, a drug overdose or, or, or being, being in a certain drug for a period of time where you start to, you can see the effects on your body the effects yeah. on your mind, the effects on everything. Um, I, I, and I wonder, people that, that haven't experienced that, right, especially different eating disorders, I wonder what, how people would think of it, right? Because I think sometimes with an eating disorder, it feels like, again, just from the outside, I'm imagining um, someone who's never experienced it going, oh, well, that's more of a, that's a choice, that's a behavior thing. Whereas you see someone who's addicted to drugs or, 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 or an alcoholic, you might think, oh, that's a little more, physical that's a little more involuntary almost and, and now i don't see it that way i, I feel like all of these ultimately it, it comes to, it, very similar right? i never considered um bulimia anorexia etc very similar to a drug addiction and i'm the guy who wrote total freedom from addictions the book so <laughs> it's so very I, similar yeah so you might just have a supplement to your book now um yeah. it is incredibly similar because mm. the addictive mind is an addictive mind and when you really so, can you think say that again the addictive what an addictive mind is an addictive mind. Oh. Hmm. But if you really think about it, I mean, for somebody who's an alcoholic or um, uses drugs as their vice, so, and I'm not, I'm not saying that one, one addiction is easier to get over because I think they're all hard to break, sure. but I, I know for a fact you can always do it. It's a decision. Absolutely. If you have the right strategies and the right people around you. And um, like we've had a couple of women who have tried everything out there to break an eating addiction and could never do it until they came and worked with us. And we, it's not like we're working just with women with eating addictions. It's not that sure. at all. Well, that's but, just, your, that's your story and what you went through, but I'm assuming but there's- yeah, that's one yeah. example of a lot of different ways that we, we hurt ourselves, we, uh, we put off the things we want, we get into bad habits. Yeah, a sudden, it's a habit, yeah. A, a day turns into a week, turns into a month, and all turns into a decade. And, and right. you wake up and go, oh my gosh, I, this isn't me. Why, now I'm fat, now I'm, I'm addicted, now I'm, I, I've been living this lifestyle and that's not me. I think right. all of us can relate to that to a certain extent. Totally. We all have some type of vice, right? But even listen to this, um, Matt, is like, let's say that you're an alcoholic or you use drugs, recreational drugs, and you're addicted. Well, food is something we absolutely must have to sustain life. Right. So there's this whole other element for somebody who has a sugar addiction, who's an emotional eater, who's a stress eater, who's a binge eater. There's this whole other element of you actually need to have your drug of choice, you need to have it to live. Right. You don't need cocaine to live. You need calories to live right. or you shut down, right? And you can't so, stop eating cold turkey, cold turkey. Right. Like, so there's this whole other element to breaking this type of an addiction, whether it's a sugar addiction or emotional eating or night sure. eating stress eating, you know, they all have these pathways in the mind. And, um, and, and so it's just very interesting. So, you know, that defining moment on my bathroom floor where it was, it was a wake up call for me. I can either keep doing this and I can slowly die 
which is what I am slowly killing myself. Wow. Or I can get up and, and turn my life around. And thank God I chose that. Ended up going, studying around the world with monks, studying with Ayurvedic doctors, looking deeper into myself, doing deep meditation work, breath work. And I just dove so deep into all of that. And, um, and it really is why my, my business, which you've been exposed to, you know, mm-hmm. my business birthed itself. Because I really feel like when you've had such a defining moment like that and you've been able to turn your life around, it is just the right thing to do. Like I feel a responsibility to go out there and help other women who are having a bathroom floor moment pick themselves up Mm. and get their life back on track. And as a good human being, it's just the right thing to do. Sure. Wow. And, and now you started this a while ago. I, I saw uh, when I was doing my research on you. Yeah. Um, I, of 2002, is that when you really like started off with doing the health consulting business? Or is that when you got into like health certifications and kind of doing the work? When, when did the, right. the coaching consulting business start up? Um, I'm so bad with numbers. So (laughs) I'm really bad with this. This is that time warp thing we were talking about. So I actually had a private practice for about 10 years here in San Diego. Um, yeah, where I would see people face to face and, um, I was a yoga instructor as well. And I was a massage therapist. I was a cranial sacral therapist, which is trauma resolution work. Um, I was a certified counselor in nutrition. So I was even making my own spa products. (laughs) I mean, I kind of did a lot, right? Went into all of it. I just did, I just did whatever I loved. And, um, so I had that business for a long time and then I got exposed. I I was introduced to a group of friends who were very successful internet marketers. And I was like, Whoa, what is this? Like, what are you guys doing? You're sitting at home in your surf shorts, doing work you love, making a massive impact on people all over the world. Yeah. And it just blew me away. I'd never seen that business model before. And so then I, I made a commitment to myself. I, I, took, uh, I made a two-year goal and I reverse engineered what I needed to do to replace my, my in-practice. Um, well, actually, I took a year to study all the moving pieces. Then I, I created a two-year goal and to replace my in-practice income with online income. Mm-hmm. And I actually did that before the two years. And, um, and that's how I ended up moving virtual. And now, you know, super excited to say we're helping people all over the world. I work mainly with, I work just with women, but we're influencing people all over the world. Sure. And um, just to help them see that there's a way out and there's another way to be in relationship with your body, with yourself, with food, with eating. Um, there's a way to master the mindset, as you know, the emotional mastery, all of that. And it gets to be a fun ride. It gets to be a messy ride. And, yeah. uh, and it, gets, it gets to be great if you that allow is, it to be great. That is awesome. So when, when, I want to back up and ask, when, when you were starting that private practice, mm-hmm. so what were you doing for work just before that? Like what, what, was, what was life like or, or were you working or what was going on just before you started? Yeah. So, um, before I got into the health industry at all, Mm -hmm. I was a graphic designer and I was a graphic designer for a a software startup and, um, and I was doing, you know, I was doing online user interface design and development and stuff like that, a lot of cool stuff, print, print work. Yeah. Really cool stuff. I love design. I actually love designing, but, Mm -hmm. um, 
when I really started to get into all the health stuff, it was just clear that this is what I have to do. Like, yeah. I was called to do this. Um, before I was a designer, I was a Peace Corps volunteer and I really? lived in a little fishing village in, uh, Poland on the Baltic coast. And yeah, I know. I've, no, I've I, had, I don't think of the Peace Corps going to Poland, but well, we're not there anymore. This is okay. a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> we're not there anymore. How long were you in the Peace Corps? Two years. I didn't realize that. What, 25 what, months. What prompted that? What, what was the thought? Yeah. So this is a great story. So my grandma had um, moved to Kenya to teach English. Hmm. And uh, my grandma, who um, we call her Tutu because she's, she, you know, she was Hawaiian and Tutu means Hawaii, uh, grandma in Hawaiian. She okay. was actually the teacher of Barack Obama that he always talks about, Mabel Hefty, like his, his most favorite teacher who influenced him the most. That was my grandma, his fifth really? grade teacher. He writes about her in his book. Oh she he talks about her all the time. Yeah, it's really cool. Wow. So Tutu had moved to Africa, which was her connection to Brock, when she had moved to Africa to teach English, and she loved the culture. And uh, and then when he, you know, because his family, was, his dad's side was from Africa. So then when they, his mom moved him to Hawaii, um, you know, she made my grandma really influenced him to be very proud of his roots, his mm -hmm. African roots. And yeah. so that's how that whole friendship and relationship happened. Wow. But um, when I was growing up, you know, I grew up with like zebra drums and African masks and stuff that my grandma had gotten in Africa. And I romanticized it as a little girl. Sure. And so I wanted to live in Africa. And I figured, okay, I'll join the Peace Corps because at least somebody will have my back in case something goes wrong and I won't be totally alone, right? And so I applied for the Peace Corps, and uh, while I was in college, about to graduate, I applied for the Peace Corps, and um, and they, I'm allergic to, uh, I'm allergic to something that they use for malaria sometimes. Okay. And so they said, well, basically, you know, you're not going to Africa on our bill, but uh, but you know, we have this other invitation for you to go to Poland, and it was so funny because I was living in Hawaii at the time, and I remember being on the phone call, and I was like, Poland where's Poland? <laughs> just like, hello, Carrie. Where's right? Poland? I know. I mean, near, I just. It's near the Vikings or Russia or it's something. So it's, it's, it's up in that area. So silly of me because I had actually lived in Germany for three years as a kid with the Air Force. So I should have oh, known wow. where Poland was. It's pretty cool. But anyways, yeah. So I get off the phone and I, and I just said to him, I said, okay, well, if you feel like I could do a good job there, if my skills match, mm -hmm. I'll go when do I leave? And they say, okay, you leave in a month. And I'm like, a month? I'm like, wow. okay. So I hang up the phone and I turned to my roommate at the time and I said, okay, so I'm moving to Poland in a month. <laughs> and he's like, what? Oh and we pull out like, this is like when you still had atlases, like maps at home, right? And that's how you yeah, looked yeah, at me. Yeah. And we pull out this atlas and we're like, we like dusted off, open up. <laughs> and we're like, oh my God, I'm moving there. And, uh, and off I went. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. you said when um, they said if, if you can, we can match your skills or whatever. So what, what was your role in the Peace Corps when you were in Poland? What, My skills were that I spoke English. And that's all that was, that was the most important <laughs> thing. <laughs> the most important thing. Um, that I spoke English and that I, um, and that I had a graduate degree. I think that was, 
a requirement at the time. I don't know if it still is. Wow. Um, yeah. So the fact that I could speak conversational English as a native speaker, um, that was my assignment. So I went to this, this small town called Kolobjek okay. and I, I, I taught in high school in the high school there in the town and I taught in conversation English. Oh my God. And then, um, and then I started, I started like you, you do outside jobs and projects. You get to choose projects. So I started some English clubs for the Polish teachers of English mm -hmm. and I would meet with them, I think once a week so that they could practice on me. Yeah. And then, um, and then I had another club for professionals. Like, so that was like the priest of the town and the doctor of the town, you know, they would come and they would just practice their English on me. And then, um, and then I started a self-esteem camp for young girls as a summer project with some of the other Peace Corps volunteers. And we each, we each brought, a, I think, two girls from our schools from all over Poland. And we met in this little village in the middle of the country. And, and it, we renovated this barn into this camp for girls just to kind of expand their thinking to help wow. them understand their value and their worth. And and uh, to kind of expand their thinking that, that they have to just live in their village. Like we brought in some professional um, women from, I think it was Varsava or Warsaw or Krakowia, okay. which is Krakow, to talk about their professions and just show them like you can, you can do, do whatever you want. And this and, is you at like 19, 20 years old or? Yeah, this was me 18, at- 19, 19? You said right after high school, you went over for a couple of years. Right after college. Oh, right after college, okay. So I was 20, I think 21. Wow. Or 22. I think, I guess I would, I would have been 22. Was yeah. the self-esteem like classes, was a lot of this your, your like kind of creativity or like initiative or was it something that the Peace Corps had an idea they wanted to do and said, would you be interested? How did that come about? No, no, we created it all. We were just given free reign, like do whatever you think you could do to serve, you know, to do a, do a good service. Do something help. Do something that will help. Wow. And, um, and I was, project then. Yeah. And so I actually have a BA in visual communications. And so I loved art. I wanted to be an artist at the time. And so I was uh, in charge of the like art, self-esteem through art. Mm -hmm. And so I sent the girls out into nature, go collect things. And they came back and they made, um, they made uh, portraits of themselves and we made an art gallery in the barn and really cool. I actually just did something similar in a health retreat that we did for some of our clients just uh, recently, something similar. And, uh, and we, the, the goal was that the, the Polish, some Polish natives, so people from Poland would actually take the project and run with it and keep it going annually. Um, unfortunately that didn't happen. Um, mm. but it was, it was great for that year. It was definitely, definitely made an impact. Wow. What a time. So you come back. So you, you're, I mean, obviously having a lot of international exposure, a ton of yeah. different people, cultures, everything else. Um, when you moved into the holistic health space and you said, I'm going to do this for a profession, mm -hmm. what was it? How, where did this fall in on the timeline for like your bathroom floor moment? Was this like years yeah. after? Was years it years after? Okay. Yeah, it was years after because after that moment, like I went into years of deep self discovery and reflection, like sure. years of it. Really working on yourself. Just really working on myself, and um, and then uh, from that place, then I started to do even more. Like I started to get even more interested, and then. Um, so I worked on myself for years and then I started to take classes 
because I was just really interested in it. Mm-hmm. And then not even, I don't even know if I really thought I would have a, a full business, but it was just more like I was so hungry for healing. Sure. And, um, and then interestingly enough, what happened was that that software company, um, they were getting uh, acquired. They were either merged or acquired. I think there was an acquisition. And they basically started to get rid of the marketing department. And there really were only like three of us or four of us. Yeah. It was a small company. And, um, and so I was actually let go, which was such a huge blessing because it was so clear that I was supposed to be doing something else. By that point, it was so clear. I mean, I had a massage table, um, you know, delivered UPS to the office cause I was never home. I was always at work and you know, like my bosses saw that they saw that I was taking these classes. They saw that I was teaching yoga. So I think it was really clear for they everybody. Knew it was coming. Yeah, I think so. And then, uh, and you know, I think I was the second to last person in our huge marketing department to be standing. And then, um, and then I got my, you know, I got my goodbye and, and it was a scary moment because at that point I had actually never thought of being an entrepreneur and, um, and I had a couple of job offers come in right away mm-hmm. and I just had this gut feeling that I was just like, I can't say yes to these because I get that I'm supposed to be doing something different. Mm. And even though it was terrifying to say no to the other, you know, because I, I didn't have a lot of money. And so it was terrifying to say no, but I just had to keep the faith that like God was leading me in some direction for some reason. Oh, absolutely. Now, did, did you take some time? So I remember I've only had one experience like this because when I was 17, I worked at Sizzler Steakhouse. Yeah. And, and it's my listener, you, you've heard the story before. So um, I worked at Sizzler, um, didn't work out to be lead salad bar. So I wasn't as good as <laughs> I, I thought I was. Uh, but I, I got picked up by these brothers who did mortgages and real estate. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I met one of the brothers when I was, I was going to um, a, a meeting before, before high school, when I was just before I turned 18. And I worked for them for almost five years and I learned everything there was to know about mortgages, real estate, credit, all that stuff and bought a lot of houses myself. And, and by the time I was 22 and I went to the seminar with Tony, I, uh, we had that talk and it was time. I knew in my mind, right. I had been moving into, I want to do something different. I wasn't as happy there as I was before. Um, I knew I was made, there was something more I could do and my boss felt it. I felt it. Um, so I wasn't performing really well by the end. Right. Yeah. So we had this conversation. Basically, you know, I quit, but I, I say slash got fired because basically he, he said, you know, your time's up and, and I got to let you go. And, uh-huh. But I remember sitting there for five days, like it, distinctly. I remember it was five days. I'm sitting in my house going, I don't know what I'm going to do. I could start, could I start my own thing? Should I do something different? Should I move? Should I, you know, uh, should I visit some other country? I, you know, I just, I was like, I don't know what to do. And I was freaking out. And then I just kind of calmed down. I remember it was like on the fifth day or the sixth morning, I just went, woke up and I had clarity and said, Oh, I'm just going to start my own business. And, and then I went to work that day. I picked the name and I got business cards and I just started I don't know if that's a normal thing or not. Like, did you, did you have a length of time? Did you have a moment when you went from like, I'm in turmoil to I'm clear? Or did you have any turmoil? Did you just kind of think it through peacefully and say, oh, everything works out for me? And, and, no. then, uh, and then you started it. What was it like for you to, to go from getting the news yeah. to the transition to clarity of this is what I'm doing next? Well, first of all, I felt like throwing up. <laughs> It's good to know that I'm not the yeah. only one. No, oh my God. I just remember I yeah. felt like, oh. oh my 
God. Do you like remember you just got kicked in the stomach. Yeah, like it just feels so surreal. It yeah. feels so surreal. And even like, I mean, now it's not a big deal to like go to the grocery store in the middle of the day because I'm an entrepreneur and I call my own shots. But during those <laughs> days, like, I, re- I, I remember. remember that feeling. Yes. Like, what are all these people doing at the grocery store in the middle of the day? Shouldn't they be at work? <laughs> like, if you're used to working like, yes. To eight, you know, in an Absolutely. office. Absolutely. I just tripped out. I tripped out a little bit. Like, it's like this is life at three o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. So like, what? who's not in an office at three o'clock in the afternoon? Like, what are these people thinking? Um, yeah. So, it was I so remember of, that exactly. Yeah. So, it's kind of like my world turned upside down. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I just, what I did, I think I was already taking classes at the time. Like I was, I was already taking classes at the time, like holistic classes. At so you're doing the yoga and the massage and holistic yeah. classes and already and in that nights, track personally. Yeah. Nights and eve. I'm sorry, evenings and weekends. I was already doing that stuff anyways, just because I was interested in it. I didn't sure. have any type of business. Like I had started to teach yoga um, at 24 hour fitness. And so, um, <laughs> I didn't really had yoga at 24 hour fitness. Yeah. They, well, they do here cause everybody yeah. says yoga down where I live. Oh, San Diego. Um, yeah. Of course so, they do. I know. Of course they do. So, um, I, I remember like my sister had recently had her first, her first baby. And so she was like, Oh, this is great. You can be our nanny. And I was like, I don't think I'm supposed to be a nanny. Right. right. Like, and so it was like, I, so that was a little, a little scary too, because it's like, you know, do I help the family or do I listen to my gut? Sure. And so, um, I, I ended up listening to my gut, which was completely and totally the right decision. And, um, and so it was just, it was just funny. I mean, it really felt like my, I got kicked in the stomach. I wanted to throw up and then my whole world just kind of turned inside out. And so then what I did is I just upped how many classes I was taking at a time so that I could, I could speed through and get my certifications. Wow. So I just stayed uber focused and, um, and then what happened was somebody, uh, he ended up being one of my business partners, but my friend's husband called me and he said, um, you know, we have a space. They had a healing center and somebody had left and they had an open room. And this happened like the next week. And he mm-hmm. called me out of the blue and he said, we have a spot that's open and I really think you're ready for this. Wow. And I was like... I don't know. Like, are you sure you think I'm ready for it? Like, like he should know. Right. But he's like, yeah, I really, I mean, he had, he had such strength and such conviction. He's like, I really think you're ready for this. And so I said, okay, I'll take it. And so I started paying rent on this room, like right away before I had a clientele. And then I, I think I went probably to Kinko's and just made flyers. And at my next yoga class, my yoga classes, I was like passing them out and I was saying, Oh my God, 50% off your first massage. And I, they all came like I instantly had like a pretty full schedule from my yoga clients of, who, had of course they did. Learned, who had learned to trust me. Right. Sure. Um, and so it all just kind of happened pretty. It just happened. Mm. Um, with that being said, it, it definitely, as you know, as a business owner, it is not, it has not always been easy. There were many times where I had a very open calendar and I just would pray like, okay, how's it going to fill up? And I would play, I would kind of gamify it with God. Like, 
can't wait to see how you get me my next 12 appointments. That's you know, awesome. I remember doing that. Um, and then, and then it just led to another natural progression after I had done the trauma resolution for years and done the built body work and done and started to just naturally started to counsel my clients on nutrition and mindset because they're on my table and they're asking for help. And so that's kind of how that happened. And then I realized like, wow, this is a whole another offering that I'm just including in these massages and I can actually pull this out as a standalone and uh, started to do that and and then met those very successful people on the internet and uh, doing internet work and then that just led to the next chapter again. That is awesome and, and one of the things that, that I think uh, that I'm really excited about that I love is the proliferation, uh, what a fun word of, uh, of information, you know, and, and with, with, with the freedom of information with, 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 there's so much education at our fingertips. Um, my friend, AG, I don't know if you know, AG Morishita, do you know him? No. Oh, you, you got to meet AG's. He's, uh, he lives in Irvine, so he's in Orange County. Okay. Um, but just a phenomenal thought leader. And one of the things he always says is the world is, is drowning in knowledge, but thirsting for wisdom. And yeah. I just think, man, what a true statement. There's never been more information in front of us, but sometimes it's challenging to channel and find the right stuff. So what right. I love about what you've done with like the internet marketing space, combining with like health and holistic uh, expert space is you've brought them together. So mm -hmm. I'm excited. I know we're, we're coming up on time pretty quick, but I hope, uh, I hope everyone, you know, you've gotten a good idea of who Carrie is and, um, and you know, uh, this podcast is a lot about the driving force of of who we are, right? And and, and our origin story, how we got created. Um, but equally as important is I want to be able to learn from the people. Um, so if you want to learn from Carrie, there's a great chance. Um, I am actually part of something you're doing really quickly here. Super excited, Yay! right? Super Called pumped the, up. Right? The Global Health Summit. Yeah. So Carrie's doing a three-week live every day. Um, I, I, I want to tell you, tell us about that. It starts on June 4th and yeah. we're actually recording this on a Wednesday, this podcast, usually the interviews get backed up a little bit, uh, but this one's going to drop tomorrow. So you should be listening to this or watching it, uh, Thursday, uh, May 31st or beyond. Cool. So it's pretty quickly. It's, it's starting up, but it's a, it's a, it's a live, uh, health summit. What, what is a live health summit? How does it work? What's, what's the deal? Um, yeah. tell us about if, if, if no one has ever experienced that, tell us what to expect. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's a rare opportunity. It's a really great opportunity. So a live summit. So what this is, is it is an online event that is currently free. So sign up now. It's going to be free oh, cool. all the way through the event. Yeah. And, um, and it's really where we, we look at, you know, we put ourselves in the shoes of you. And, um, so we, we work mainly with women, but we have a ton of men who come to the online uh, summit as well. But we look at what are the conversations that we're really hearing people need support with, and then we choose themes. And so this is our fifth annual global health summit. And the three themes that we're focusing on this year are weight loss, stress reduction, and hormone balancing. Oh, and cool. that, yeah, as you know, coming in as the mindset expert, the NLP expert, um, you know, you really fit into two of them, stress reduction plus the weight loss. Cause you talked about the weight loss and how True. our mindset is affecting our weight, which obviously your stress is affecting your hormones. So it really all ties in together. I, I guess. Yeah, probably. Everything. Yeah. But we're, we're bringing in some of the top experts to really just share. And one of the things that we're really focused on is making it not complicated. 
So we're very focused on giving people, real people, real solutions to real issues in a way where it's simple and easy and you can take it and you can immediately apply it and start to start to see some results. And um, I'm so excited. The lineup is incredible this year. Matt, obviously you're one of our experts. And it's a pretty um, incredible lineup. I mean, you know, it is. I'm on there and everything. So <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing. It's incredible. And we're doing something really fun this year. We're doing uh, we're doing an online community where we're doing daily contests. We're giving away awesome prizes every day. We're giving away weight loss coaching, home study courses, gift cards. I mean, we're really, we've really at the ante and we're giving away a lot just to make sure that people are engaged and that we're giving as much as we can, even in, even on a personal level. And, um, and there's just really nothing like it out there. That is awesome. So it's called the global health summit. Um, Carrie, this is going to be phenomenal. So it's three weeks. It's live every day, uh, June 4th daily. And he said, what happens is, so, uh, you'll interview a speaker, uh, and they'll teach on these, these subjects, uh, and it'll go live at 6 a.m. Eastern time, but mm-hmm. it'll stay live for 24 hours. So don't worry if you're in California, you don't have to wake up at 3 a.m. to watch this, but <laughs> it'll, it'll go live at 3 a.m. Eastern time, and then it'll stay live for the next 24 hours, and then it'll be replaced, it'll be taken down, and the new speaker's uh, expert will go up the next day, and this will happen for 21 days, for three weeks in a row, right? Yes. So, um, and the way that you get that link in your inbox is Matt's going to post the link oh, yeah. here. Yeah. So I'll, okay. I'll put wherever you're watching this, consuming it or streaming it, it'll be in the show notes or the description. If you're on Facebook, uh, right in the description, you'll see a link on there to go to Global Health Summit. If you're interested in this, um, be phenomenal. See what I'm talking about. Uh, meet yeah. some of the other experts, meet Carrie. Um, what, a, what a great opportunity. And again, you said during the health summit, it is free while it's here. Once it finishes, you may do something with the recording and make a product, or, or, which clearly would be, would be plenty valuable to make a product out of it. Yeah. But during the live summit, it is going to be free to attend. Right. Totally. It's free to attend. If, you know, we've put together a special package. If you want to own it, if you want some other things that we've thrown in, great. You can do that. Um, a part of the proceeds are going to help underserviced women and children. You do not have to do that. But awesome. if it's something that you want to do, that's great. Not only do you get to up your level of commitment to your own health, but you also get to go help somebody else in need, which is awesome. And, uh, but it is free. And, uh, and so just click the link that is in the show notes. And by doing that and giving us, make sure you type in your email properly, make sure you don't have any typos. And then, and then we're going to send you in your inbox every morning, 6am Eastern, we send you the link to that day's interview. It'll be live for 24 hours, as Matt said. And then uh, the next interview comes on. Matt's interview is awesome you guys you do not want to miss it he is like sharing it all and so you definitely want to get another extra dose of matt and i, uh, I heard it was really really good i i, I got a lot of reviews it's really, for, really good yeah for myself i got a lot of reviews <laughs> i think it was a lot of fun um do type your email right because uh we we were, we were recording. We were about five minutes late to start recording this because I literally went to invite Carrie uh, <laughs> to invite you to the Zoom room where we're recording it, and and I missed like the T in your name, so I'm writing Carrie <laughs> Epidino instead of Tepidino. Uh, so he's like, "Where so, are you?" I'm like, "I'm waiting for the link." <laughs> I sent it. So yeah, so it's pretty easy to miss that. So make sure you do that right, Carrie. It was an absolute honor, uh, pleasure to connect with you, and also really cool to to 
get to know you at another level um, and just hear more about your story. And I know we're not going to stop there. Uh, every time we get to hang out, it's a, it's a pleasure and, and a ton of fun. So thanks for coming on the podcast. Um, thank you again for inviting me out to the Global Health Summit. I hope everyone takes you up on it. Um, have an awesome day and I will see you sometime soon, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're going to see me a soon. Um, we have a sp couple of speaking gigs together and I just want to say thank you so much for having me, Matt. This was a very different interview. I don't know if I've really been asked all the details that you've asked, you know, and bringing up like the high school moment, bringing up the college moment, bringing up like mm -hmm. how, how bulimia kind of landed in my lap at the moment. It, it seems like a trial, but in the long run, it really turned out to be a gift. Um, those moments don't usually come up. Those discussions don't usually come up in interviews. And so I really, um, I thank you and I appreciate you for acknowledging the whole journey. And uh, because it really does take, it did take that whole journey to get here. So wow. thank you. Well, I think, I think people, if you're listening, I'm sure you probably appreciated that as well. And I'm sure right now you're in your car and nodding your head uh, or lying in bed on, on a Facebook stream and, and saying, yes, that's probably true. So um, thanks again, Carrie. I appreciate your time. Yeah. Bye, everyone. Awesome. Thank you, Carrie. My thanks to Carrie Tepidino for making the time and coming over on Zoom with me. Um, I hope you enjoyed that interview. I, I especially... I especially loved towards the end, she kept talking about how, you know, I, I, I usually don't get into this part of my story. I usually don't talk about that. And it just, I really liked that, you know, that, that during, during our time, we could just, we just start talking about what comes up and I'm asking questions that I'm genuinely curious about, you know? So, um, if you want, uh, more about Carrie and about, uh, in, or even if you want more interviews like that, uh, make sure you find me on social media. You know, find me at uh, I'm at Matt Browning. If you haven't already, I'm on Facebook. Uh, um, uh, Matt Browning at YouTube. Uh, I'm on the Gram, Instagram, trying to get that rolling. Even though I'm 38, trying to get that going for my millennial crowd. Even on the Twitter a little bit. Uh, so follow me on there and feel free to to comment or message me. I love getting messages uh, and let me know if you have ideas for the podcast or if you uh, a particular guest you want or anyone to introduce me to or if you think you're a great guest, make sure you let me know. Um, if you want to find out more about Carrie, of course, it's going to be in the show notes. There'll be some descriptions and some links to uh, Carrie's site. You can find out all about the Global Health Summit if you want to participate in that. That's coming up. Um, if you're listening to this live, it'll be just in a few days less than a week the first interview goes live remember it is three weeks uh every day is a new live interview and i'll be in there as well so if you want to catch uh, how i weave in nlp and weight loss and health and get my freebie which is going to be um a uh, an nlp technique uh called the junk food eliminator i may have called it something different on there but i'm calling it the junk food eliminator and how to get rid of junk food cravings really really cool uh, sweet way to do that so that's all available for you um yeah i think that's it for this week uh, very excited. I'm going to come back uh, next Monday. And I think next Monday we might actually do another interview. And I'll start swapping. I'll do Mondays live on, you know, I'm going to do this. I'm just going to come out right now, right here and tell you. Mondays, I'm going to be on Facebook live at Matt Browning. So you can follow me there. Um, I've been going to my personal profile just for more engagement uh, as I'm building up more and more friends. So uh, my personal profile is M Browning. But either way, you know, go on there. You'll get notified either way. I go live on Mondays on Facebook and I do a podcast recording there to teach. And then that episode for now on will actually drop on uh, Thursdays. Okay, so I've been dropping it on, on Tuesday. 
the Monday Live is going to drop on Thursdays now during the week. And then sometime during the week, probably on Thursday, I'll do an interview. And that interview will drop for you Monday to start your week. So I'll have uh, interviews on Monday, but also I'll have the, the uh, Mondays with Matt will go live. So we'll drop the interview Monday. And then the Facebook nugget will drop for you on Thursday. So look forward to that. And I'll catch you on Monday. Take care.